Malcolm series that we started. And uh, <clears throat> so I was really excited about it because there's a, there's a moment of truth, right? There's a specific one that I wanted to do. And I'm like, oh, I hope I get that one. And oh, no, I didn't get it. <laughs> um, but I'm excited about this because it's something that I grew up in, right? Um, it's something that I grew up in. I definitely hear it more than I should at home with my mom. Um, but it's great, great times. So <clears throat> my uh, today, if it's not up there, it's not up there yet. It's prayer. So we'll be talking about prayer today. So for those of you that love to pray or love to ask for prayer or just love prayer in general, this is for you. <laughs> um, all right. So as most of you guys know, I love to look for definitions of different words. Um, so I went ahead and I looked for the definition of prayer, right, just because I wanted to. And uh, um, Father, you can put the first one up. So Google... Um, actually says that it's a solemn request for help or expressing of, thank, of thanks addressed to God or an object of worship, right? So this is what Google says. It's pretty, pretty cool, right? Um, but then dictionary.com like hit it like on the like, it just hit my heart. Uh, so you can put it up, Bob. It's simply a spiritual communication with God. And I put dot, dot, dot because there was more that I really didn't want to talk about, so, you know, I cut it short. But this is what dictionary.com says, a spiritual communication with God. And um, so in today's workshop, I'm going to talk about a little bit of how prayer looks, a little bit of how prayer looks in my life, <clears throat> and different types of prayers. So um, we're going to go through this journey first of, of trying to explain Prayer in our, in our everyday life, right? That's why it's called lifestyle. Um, and then how, what God intended us to do with prayer and the type of communication that God wanted to have with us. Amen? So I'm going to start off with Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. Since it's a workshop, guys, and if you need me to repeat anything, I don't mind repeating. Just raise your hand and ask me so I can repeat it if you're taking notes. Um, so Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. Amen once you're there. All right. So it reads, but when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. Amen? Let's read it one more time. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. So, <clears throat> I remember ever since I was a, a, since I was a kid, right? Like, I've known um, God for, like, years. You know, I grew up in, in a Christian home, um, grew up going to uh, church almost every day, talking about God and prayer and, and, and whatnot. So <clears throat> as I was growing up in church, like I remember that one of my main goals um, was to have an awesome relationship with God, right? And I believe that when you first accept Christ, for new believers, when you first accept Christ and you start walking in this walk with God, that's like one thing that you want. 
Like, I want to have this relationship with God. And how do I get it? Because I just accepted Christ, and there's this huge fire in my heart, and I want more of him. Like, I want him to literally, physically be right next to me. So you want to have that relationship with him, and you're trying your best to get there, right? So uh, trying to, like, listen to more worship, right? Um, eliminating most of the music that you listen to and just go straight to listening to worship and nothing else. Um, <clears throat> worshiping harder at church, raising your hands a little bit more, jumping a little more, um, encouraging other people to, to jump and to worship more or harder. Um, get on our knees and pray hard, right? Really hard, harder at church. And... Uh, just pray because that's the way that we're going to have this relationship with God. So <clears throat> we're there and we're, we're trying our hardest. Like, you know, there's sacrifices that we're making and I'm not going here anymore and I'm not talking to this person anymore because I want this relationship with God and this is the right thing to do. So I'm going to shut the door behind me and stick myself in my room and just pray. And this is how it's done. See, but as we started to do this, I never noticed my relationship with God getting any better. I, it never got any better. You know, so you get to a point where you're like, whatever. Like, I prayed hard and harder and uh, harder after that. But my relationship with God is still not the same. Nothing in my life has changed. Everything is the same. There's still struggle, there's still this, there's still that. Nothing has changed. So <clears throat> you just start forgetting about that goal that you had. Um, but see, how the question is, so what do you do to have this relationship? I know that you desire and that I desire with God, right? Well, let me tell you a little secret. Our relationship with God, and I would like for you guys to write this down if you're taking notes. Our relationship with God is only as good as our communication with God. And this communication is called prayer. So I'll repeat it again. Our relationship with God is only as good as our communication with God. And this communication is called prayer. So I'm going to step away from the prayer that we grew up knowing, right, for those of us that grew up in church, um, or those of us that didn't and saw, you know, the people acting with this whole prayer thing, and this is how it's supposed to be, and really it wasn't. Um, prayer is all about communication. Communication is the key. Like, that is the key. Um, there cannot be prayer if there is no communication. Like, there really can't. I've always said this. Um, if there is no communication in a relationship, like boyfriend or girlfriend or whatnot, it's not going to work. If there's no communication between you and your supervisor at work, it's not going to work. If there's no communication between the bass player and the one that's playing the keyboard and the one that's singing, it's going to sound horrible. Communication is key in everywhere. So, <clears throat> like you guys know, I love definitions. 
So I went ahead and I looked for the definition of communication. Uh, Bao, can you put the first one up, please? So communication, the imparting or exchange of information or news. And then uh, the example they give is direct communication between two countries will produce greater understanding. Okay? This is what this reminds me of. I love it because what that means is that that direct communication between heaven and earth, because it says two countries, that direct communication between heaven and earth will produce a greater understanding of God's will here on earth. So let me read it again. The direct communication between heaven and earth will produce a greater understanding of God's will here on earth. And this is why I love definitions. What does it remind you of? <clears throat> Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right, our Father? Um, <clears throat> see, for now, who's communicating? The one that's communicating here on earth is you and I. We are the ones that are communicating with heaven. We are the ones that are here on earth. So we are the ones that have that full direct communication between heaven and earth. And we are the reason why the will of God happens here on earth. So if you ever thought that you weren't important on this earth, well, here you go. You are the reason why the will on earth is happening here on earth. The, the will of God is happening here on earth. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> so this is why prayer is important. Communication, again, prayer. Amen? Does anybody need me to reread something? You guys are good? Good? <laughs> All right, so we're going to go with definition number two. Well, communication, means of connection between people or places in particular. The means of sending and receiving, such as telephone lines, and computers. So I wrote, um, so when you're talking on the phone, you must be, you, one of you talks and the other one listens, right? Obviously. Unless when I answer the phone at work and I'm just like, <laughs> there's no communication there, so you know I won't fix the problem. But <clears throat> what this means is that God hears us. Um, so I love how it says sending and receiving, such as telephone lines, because that's the communication that we have with God. We are sending information to him. So if we send something to him, if he hears us, he must respond. He must respond. Just like when somebody sends you a friend request on Facebook, you know, you must respond. Or maybe you don't because you just want to leave it there. But most of us, pretty much, we either say yes or we decline all the way, right? Um, but it's the same. He must respond. So communicating with him, you will always, it's a promise, you will always get a response from your father. Always get a response. I'm sorry to say that sometimes it's not going to be the response that you want to hear. You know? Maybe 75% of the time, depending where you are in life. Um, but let your will be done. Amen? So we agree that prayer is a communication uh, you have with the Father. 
Amen. We're there. Good. <clears throat> now, when prayer is applied in your life the way it's supposed to be, it becomes a 24-7 conversation with God. Again, <clears throat> remember I was saying in the beginning, you're, you shut your door, you're there, you're trying to pray harder and pray harder, and you're trying all these traditions that we've created um, as we went to church and as we did this and whatnot, and nothing worked. Nothing worked. But when you use prayer the way that it's supposed to be, it becomes something so natural that it becomes a lifestyle. It, it, out of nowhere, you don't even know that you're communicating with God 24-7 all the time. You're, <clears throat> you're always just constantly talking to him. When people say, hey, are you okay? Like, I hear you talking to yourself. Yeah, I'm fine but because you know who we're talking to, right? And if you're not talking to God, then let's just pray. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> how does a 24-7 conversation look like with God? For each and every single one of us, it's very different. Very, very different. Um, but I'm going to give you like just the, the well, I guess, the cover of it, you know, before you get into your own habit with God and and prayer see because um right now that i saw meryl saying going like this they remind me of something um so <clears throat> what was it i don't remember what it was but and it happened today again but <clears throat> I, I had a conversation with kevin and this was months ago and i told him hey man you know what like i really honor the way that that you seek god and the way that you pray and blah 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 and I asked them to help me into reading the word because, honestly, I don't like to read, even if it's the Bible. I don't like to read. Yeah, I don't like to read. Um, so I talked to him, and I was like, please help me, blah, blah, blah. So he told me something very important after, like, a week later, two weeks. And he said, the thing is that if I give you the way that I do it, it's not going to work because that's the way that I do it. You need to find your own way your own habit doesn't mean that I can help you right it doesn't mean that we can help into creating your habit but we can't give you a complete rule book of how to do it because it looks completely different for me prayer for me interceding is loud for Kevin is very quiet <laughs> very different loud won't work with him right <laughs> um, so I'll just give you like the the cover of it I'm guessing so how does 24-7 conversation look like with God? Inviting him to your everyday life. As simple as that. You know, like, God, like, just walk with me today. You know, just come with me to work. Uh, go to the movies with me. Come to Disney with me. You know, <laughs> just, just be with me. Um, after you invite him, become aware that he is there. They're two very different things. You invite him to be there, but then you become aware. One thing that I hate the most is when I get invited to like a gathering or a party or something, um, and, uh, <clears throat> and I'm there, you know, I go, I make the effort, I'm there, I put it on my calendar, I, let's say it's a party, right? I buy the gift, blah, 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 I'm there. I got the invite. And when I get there, 
I don't get acknowledged by the host or the person that invited me. So yes, I got invited, but they were not aware that I was there. And it's the same thing with the Father. You could invite him, and, and he'll go, and he'll be with you, and he's always with you. It's a promise. He's always with you. But if you don't become aware that he is there, then you're not going to notice him. You're not going to feel him. You're not going to listen and hear him. So, yes, you can invite him in the morning, but throughout your day, if you're not aware that he's there, there's no communication. Amen? Um, talk to him next. Talk to him just like you talk to your best friend. Like, honestly, just like you talk to your best friend. Um, <clears throat> there's times where I'm really, really frustrated and I'm really mad. I love when I have to leave the office and I go to, like, um, a job site or whatever. Because I honestly do, like, scream to God. And I'm like, God, I freaking hate today. It's horrible, blah, blah, blah. Believe it or not. Or I laugh with him. The best communication that I have with him and the one that I love the most is when I start saying jokes to God. I'm serious. Like, you think that God's not funny, I think he is. Because if I'm funny, I know that he's funny. And I know that I'm really funny. Just saying. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Bible jokes, he loves them. Because I love them. You know? Um, so, that's the type of relationship that, that you could have with him. Just talk with him like, like he's your best friend. The next one, which is one of the most important ones that I've noticed in my life, <clears throat> be honest with him. Tell him when your day is going great, when you get a raise, when you catch them all in Pokemon, even when you don't trust him, tell him. Um, a couple months back, I had a, a really in, a huge encounter with God where I had to say out loud that I didn't trust him in a certain situation. It's the first time I ever said that out loud to God. He knew already, but the importance for me to have that relationship with him was for me to tell him out loud that I didn't trust him in that situation and that I needed him and I to do better and to fix that communication and to fix that relationship because I was not going to be able to continue forward without trusting him. And it hurt me so much. I remember I broke down and I needed like five minutes to gather, gather myself together when I told him, God, I just don't trust you. But see, if you're not honest with him, you lose communication. Like it's important to give it your all to just throw everything to him he already we think that we're good we think that we can hide and we can keep everything under the table like really guys it's god he already knows so let's let's just be honest with him and tell him and come out loud to him you know and and he'll take care of it like he won't be mad he won't be pissed he He'll be like, ya sabia, you know, I already know, but I love you. And his love is not going to change. After we create this lifestyle 
um, we start creating this lifestyle, it takes a little practice, maybe a lot, uh, because it, it can be weird, you know, to a new believer or even to people that have been in, in, in the Word for a very long time, that have been in, in, in this walk with God, it's extremely weird because you need to pretty much have, like, a different mindset on what prayer is with God and what God intended it to be from the very beginning, um, <clears throat> where it's not just all about crying out to him and, like, I need this or I need you to do this for me, but also about thankfulness, also about thanking him in the moments that are the worst. Like, God, thank you for having the worst two weeks of my life at work. But, hey, I have a job, right? So it's important to have that communication where you're able to understand that <clears throat> regardless of what's going on, he still loves you. And that communication needs to stay put. So <clears throat> after we, be, we create this lifestyle of prayer where we're communicating with him 24-7, um, these next six types of prayer become easier for us to pray. So I'm going to go through six different types of prayers. You guys ready? So the first prayer, it's called prayer of agreement. Um, so we're going to read Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Uh, Matthew 18, 19. All right, and it reads like this. I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Once again, I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Um, <clears throat> so I had taken, the, I, when I started doing my notes, I, had, I wrote this one. And then I continued, and I deleted it. And I was like, oh, it doesn't make sense, whatever. So as I was back there, um, and Mario came up, like, I don't know if you saw me, but I ran out because I needed to put it back, and I was trying to remember my notes. But this is the reason why. <clears throat> Prayer and agreement is very, very important. Um, see, remember that communication where you're able to listen to the Father, and the Father listens to you? There has to be that listening part of it. For something to happen when you learn that with God then you're able to listen to your brother and your sister in Christ and you're able to listen what they are praying for and you're able to connect with their spirit and agree in that same prayer and pray together and I thought it was very important when Mario was up here praying because the prayer that he was praying was so powerful and he was going against what's coming against us and what we need to do in those moments is agree with him and go against it all together because an army is unstoppable. <clears throat> so that, that's why prayer of agreement is very, very important. And I'm glad that God spoke to me while I was back there and I put it back in because you're able to intercede in one spirit. Amen? So that's, that one's short. So number two 
is prayer of faith. So this prayer is known as like a petition prayer. Um, the most common one, the most famous one, the most that we use the most, the most that we use the most. <laughs> um, so, you know, when they bring petitions up here, when we ask for prayer because we're going through something or whatnot, um, it's a prayer of faith. So let's go to Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Mark 11, verse 24. Alrighty, so it says, I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. This is a prayer of faith. What this means is that <clears throat> anything that you believe in when you ask the Father, it is yours. It is yours. Hebrews 11.1, 1, you don't have to go to it. It's going to be on the screen. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Your faith is substance. Um, it is something real, something tangible. It's evidence of things that you just can't, you can't see them. So a prayer of faith is, see, Mark, <clears throat> Mark 11 it didn't say believe after it happened. Mark 11 says believe for it to happen. And that's what a prayer of faith is. So when you have this lifestyle with God where your communication is on a daily basis, the 24-7 type of thing, it's a lot easier for you to believe that it's going to happen. So you don't, you're not in the doubting side anymore. You're not in the well, let me just go into my room and get on my knees and pray, 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 pray until it happens. No, you pray believing that it happens, so it happens. <clears throat> Amen? All right. All right, let's go to number three. This one's called the prayer of consecration and dedication. We're going to go to Luke chapter 22, verse 41. Luke chapter 22 is the best example of this prayer. The best example of this prayer. Um, <clears throat> and it reads like this. Luke 22, verse 41. He walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed. Father, if you are willing... Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. This means that, <clears throat> that you will allow God to set your direction or make your decisions or choices for you. We have free will. Definitely, but what this means, th th this is how this looks. You have two choices, right? A and B. They're both good. Neither of them are bad. Both choices are great choices, and you're going to get great things from both of them. But God wants you to take specifically one of those. So what this happens is that you pray a simple prayer of, Lord, if it be your will, I'm going with option A. And I guarantee you that the Father will tell you if that is the choice that he wants you to take or not. 
So what this means is that you're putting everything aside. Your will, you're putting it aside so his will could be done. Just like Jesus did. You honestly think that Jesus, I believe you preached it last week. You honestly think that Jesus wanted to die on the cross, that Jesus like wanted to go through all that suffering, but he knew that that was the will of the Father. And he knew that out of love, he was going to do it because he loved you and I. But he asked, if there is any other way, I'll do it. I'll do it. But if not, let your will be done. And sometimes, guys, we are so, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Stubborn. We are so stubborn that I want it like this. This is what I need. This is what I want. This is exactly what I see in my future. But God is saying no. And that's why it's not working out. That's why you keep trying, but it doesn't work out. Because it's not the will of the Father. So what that means is that you put everything aside. You put the love that you have for whatever it is. For the will of the Father. That is what this prayer is all about. It's, yeah, it's hard, but Jesus, like, was the best example. I mean, hello. (laughs) Amen? All right. Number four. The prayer of praise and worship. In this prayer, guys, we're not asking for anything. In this prayer, we're not asking for a raise. In this prayer, we're not praying for the person next to us, for our puppy, for our pastor. In this prayer, we are being selfless. Like, it has nothing to do with any of us. In this prayer, we are simply giving him praise and worship. And telling him how much we love him. And when you have that lifestyle with God, 24-7, and things are going so bad, but since you have that strong communication with him, giving him praise and worship is so simple. It's so simple. Let's go to Luke chapter 2, verse 20. So do you guys remember when the angels um, appeared to the shepherds, right? And told them, like, go and look for uh, the Savior and whatnot. So they did. They went. um, And they found Joseph and Mary. And they saw a baby, you know, which was Jesus. Like, can you imagine, like, how much joy? Like, you're really, like, one of the first people that get to experience the Savior? Chapter 20 says, the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just the angel. It was just as the angel had told them. So they were just so happy. They didn't care about themselves right at that moment. They didn't care about the sheep. They didn't care about none of that. They just cared about worshiping him and glorifying him at the fact that they were so blessed to experience the first days of the Savior. I can just imagine the joy that they had in their heart and the huge smile, maybe even the tears coming down their face, knowing of who this was. Like, all you could do is just praise and worship. Maybe they were having a really bad day. 
Maybe they lost a sheep or two. Maybe, I don't know, something could have happened, but that moment took everything from them. And maybe our day must have been the worst. But see, what the enemy hates the most is when we praise and worship our Father when it's going really bad. When it's going really bad. And again, you won't be able to do that if that full communication with him is not there. Amen? All right, number five. I'm almost done. Not didn't take too long, right? I hope not. <laughs> didn't bless the killer. No. <laughs> All right, prayer of intercession. <clears throat> so intercession means that you are interceding, right? You're acting in prayer on behalf of someone else. Maybe the person's not able to pray for him or herself. Um, there's uh, influence happening in their lives. There's maybe a possession of demon or whatnot. Uh, or people think that that's all intercession means. But no, it's also just simply praying for a group of people, praying for government, praying for the church, uh, praying for your family, you're interceding. <clears throat> Not necessarily for going against bad things, but just blessing people. And that's what I want to... That's what I wanted to do is to stay away from the things that we believe and we think, oh, it's only that. No, like interceding is also like interceding for blessings to come over a group of people or, or over your, your husband, your wife, your kids, your children, whatnot. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. So this is uh, Paul writing this. So he said, verse 15, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love of God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. He was interceding for the church at that moment. And that's the prayer of interceding. Like I said, it could be for someone that has an influence or whatnot or just blessing people. And again, not thinking about yourself, but thinking about other people and blessing them and trying to liberate them or whatnot putting other people's needs before yours. It's not as simple if that full communication with God is not there. Amen? All right. Next. Number six, which is the last one. <clears throat> Prayer of binding and loosing. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 18, verse um, 18. All right, verse 18, it says, I tell you the truth, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. And we're going to read 19 again. We read it in the beginning. I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. So I noticed, two, I noticed a few things here um, in these two verses. <clears throat> One, that the Father, that it talks that we have authority here on earth, right? 
We have authority here on earth because of our, our covenant rights through Jesus. Like Jesus gave us rights. And one of those rights were authority here on earth. Remember that connection, communication between heaven and earth? So we have authority here on earth. <clears throat> the second thing that I noticed is the direction of the action. Um, so this is so crazy. I love this. Uh, it, I wrote, things do not begin in heaven to come to earth, but rather the action starts here on earth. Notice that it says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosened in heaven. Wow. I, I don't know if you guys understand that, but that is insane. Remember I said the will of God won't happen unless we pray, unless we have that communication. That is the reason why we are here. The will of God is happening because of you and I. <clears throat> so what this means is binding demons from trying to hurt a person, right? From trying to hurt uh, people or losing the angels to work on your behalf. We have the authority to do these things. This is this prayer to me, it, it, it catches my attention a lot. Um, we have the authority of just saying, like, angels come, you know, like, like do this or whatnot, and to rebuke the demons and, and, and uh, binding them and, 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 and just create such an immense blessing in someone's life with this prayer. <clears throat> and the important thing about this is that God has already promised your results. He has given you authority over it. So we're going into, per se, a battle that we know we're going to win because he promised it. He's like, if we have authority over earth, I mean, hello. Like, there's no way around it. <clears throat> These six prayers will not be able to happen if we don't have that lifestyle with God. Yes, we could do it. And we've done it for a long time. But see, there's times where people pray a prayer for way too long. For way too long. And I'm talking about maybe casting out demons or whatnot. And to me, that, that doesn't seem logical anymore. Like, how, like, it just, it doesn't seem logic. It doesn't, like, I don't understand how a person could just sit there and, we could have this person go through all this stuff when if I have this lifestyle with God and I know where I stand and I know who I am and I know that I have authority over this, it happens when I say it happens because that's what the Father tells me. That is what the Father says in the Word. So it, it, it must happen. The respond is there. God will respond. Um, <clears throat> so... These prayers are extremely important in our walk with God. <clears throat> so I wanted to read one more thing. Um, where is it? And I read it already, but it's just my favorite part of this whole thing. Um, the direct communication between heaven and earth will produce greater understandings of God's will here on earth. And I don't know about you, but I definitely want God's will to happen here. We need God's will to happen here on earth. 
there's way too many things going on in, in the world that I am ready for the complete will of God to happen here on earth. I am ready for the complete will of God to happen in my life and in your life and in this church and in the communities that we live in. Like, I am ready to see a change, and that change won't happen unless we understand that we are part of the will of God, that the will of God will not happen if we don't practice these things on our daily life, if we don't create prayer a lifestyle in our life. Prayer is not boring, guys. Like, it's not boring. That first verse, it says, like, shut your door and be there. It's amazing. It, the best moments I've had are in privacy. But that's not the only thing that prayer means. It means all of this that I, that I shared with you and so much more that you will discover on your own in your relationship with the Father. So you want a closer relationship with him? You want to have that bond with him? Follow some of these steps or all. And, and invite him and be aware that he is with you. And these things will happen. I don't know about you. Um, <clears throat> but I definitely still desire more of this. More of having this 24-7 thing with God. And it's possible, 24-7, even when we're sleeping. You know, dreams and all these crazy things that happen at night with, with the Spirit and the Father. Amazing. <clears throat> so I'm done. But what I want to do is I want us to pray together and I know that you guys desire to have a deeper connection with the Father. And I know that you guys desire to have more of these prayer conversations with him. <clears throat> like I said, I believe that this generation believes that prayer is just boring. And that it's a thing from the past. But if we invite him on our daily life, prayer is just a lifestyle for us. And it's just something that we do on a daily basis. Thank you for listening to the Grace and Love podcast. We hope you were blessed by this message. If you have a prayer request, we would love to hear from you. Please feel free to contact us. And if you're in the LA area, we would love to meet you. We have services Sundays at 2 p.m. and Fridays at 8 p.m. We are located at 1900 Medford Street, Montebello, California, 90640. Thanks again, and God bless you.